Welcome to the most overrated, underappreciated, most viewed, underviewed podcast of all time. Welcome to the Prince of Fresh Air. This is your host, the most charismatic man in entertainment, a.k.a. the tall glass of water, a.k.a. Mr. 240 pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal. Now, before we start, I got to address something real quick. My man, Dimitri, you know, I am the Tom Cruise of this podcast, all right? You can't be having me waiting 30 minutes. You know, you we're supposed to do this a half an hour ago. I'm, I was sitting on my bed, twirling my thumb. You believe this guy? I'm trying to think of a witty that. response. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. See? I have no rebuttal. <laughs> one of the few times I'll have a rebuttal, man. <laughs> Guilty. You can't, can't, you can't do that to the Chris Hemsworth of the movie set. But anyway. Sorry, man. Uh, uh, how you been? How you doing? All right, good, man. Good, man. You know, living in a crazy world, just a squirrel trying to get it up, man. I hear you, man. I'm trying to get Scarlett Johansson, but that's not happening. Um, <laughs> but in terms of comedy, let, let, let's get right into it. Let's talk about the most controversial man right now that's not named Donald Trump. His name is Bill Burr. You know who Bill Burr is? No, I do not. What? I mean, are you serious? What kind of world are you living in? Unbelievable. I, yeah, I, don't, I don't know, man. I, so, I, I, I don't know the guy. Bill Burr is a comedian. He's been doing this for like 30 years, give or take. Uh, he's in his 50s, but he's very known for his unpolitical... Um, correctness. He does a lot of controversial topics. He likes to push the the buttons of comedy um, and, and stuff like that. So, you know, he stirred, uh, you know, especially Twitter, but he stirred uh, social media with his SNL monologue. But he came on and he did a monologue and he addressed white women, uh, black people, and the LGBT community. Is he white? Uh, yeah, he's white. And his wife is black. So, uh, so he opens up the monologue talking about white women. So he was talking about oppression, you know, the whole woke movement that started of, you know, blacks and minorities wanting equal playing fields and, you know, you know, just speaking out against oppression. And he was talking about how somehow this is a direct quote from the special. Somehow white women swung their Gucci booty feet over the fence of oppression and stuck themselves in the front of the line. And he said he has never heard so much complaining in my life from white women. And, you know, he was talking about how they always saying, you know, my SUVs is, you know, and my, my heat of seats, my life is so hard. And you have no, no idea what it's like to be me. And then right after that, he referred to them as bitches. Or I think it was right before that. Um, really? <laughs> yeah, he was like, I mean, <laughs> he said, I don't mean to speak ill on my bitches. And then he paused to, to laugh at the audience. But a lot of people had problems with that statement and problems with that specific uh, specific part of the, 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 the monologue. I'm going to get to the rest of it in a second, but how do you feel about that? Because I've been seeing a lot of people supporting that statement. And I was actually talking to my roommates, a couple friends about that, where, yeah, it's been hijacked. A lot of people you know, are taking the credit away from, you know, minorities and hijacking the movement. I'm not saying it's always, is only just white women, but it is something that's been happening. I, I mean, honestly, I mean, he's a comedian, so it seems like he was making like a pseudo political statement about his views on whatever's going on, which he's entitled to do. I mean, I didn't see it. <laughs> I feel like I should have, but I didn't see it. And the thing is, 
he's entitled to that. But you got to understand, it's just 2020. And not even the fact that it's just 2020, because it's been like this, you know, since I say like 2009, 2010, where it seems like a lot of celebrities, they really got to watch what they say, right. you know, nowadays. And every little thing that they say is literally taken and sensationalized. So it might not even have been that big a deal, but because it's a celebrity saying it, it, you know, becomes blown out of proportion. But I mean, yeah, he spoke like the truth. It's not, his, his, I'm, I'm going to talk about comedy after we get through Bill Burr, but here's my whole thing. Comedy has been watered down to the point of no return. It's ridiculous. The days of Richard Pryor, George Carlin, my favorite, uh, Andrew Dice Clay, those guys used to push the, the, the depths of comedy. Even Dave Chappelle nowadays, he still gets flack for it. And my whole thing is this. It's like, if you're not you know, if you don't have tough skin, don't watch it. We live in a very sensitive culture nowadays where everything is so offensive. And I'm going to talk more about it because I don't want to give too much spoilers away. But I, I want to have a, a deeper conversation about that part. But then, um, you know, his monologue was only eight minutes. So he touched on that. And then he talked about the LGBT community. So part of the, 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 the joke uh, was that he went to New York. He's from New York. And he... He was like, why is there so many people on the street? You know, why, why is this so crowded? And he was talking to a hotel a security guard, uh, whatever that person is that stands outside the door. Um, and he was like, oh, it's Pride Month. It's June. It's Pride Month. It's for the LGBT community parade. And he said, oh, okay, that makes sense. I see why this dude's wearing tank tops and booty shorts and kissing on the street and stuff like that. Um, and then he basically said that he feels like the LGBT community gets more recognition than the black community. So that's true. It, it is true. So he, he's talked about how in June, um, you know, they get the whole prime month, um, which he said as a 52 year old, he never knew about, he just kind of figured it out, which could be a comedy joke or he could just be honest. Cause you know, as we all know, the older generation don't really follow, too much about stuff. But then he also compared it to Black History Month, which is in February. So part of the joke, he was like, all right, you know, LGBT community get the, the June month where it's hot and sunny, everybody wants to parade. And then the black people get February where it's cold outside, it's raining. Mm -hmm. outside. People shivering, nobody want to line up for protest. Hey, and it's the shortest month. Yeah, and it's the shortest month out of the two. And he was saying that it's 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 kind of unfair that they get uh, he, I mean it's just part of the joke but he was just saying that why don't black people get the same recognition you know LGBT community and let me just say this I'm not against the LGBT community but he was saying that they get a lot more awareness you know a lot of companies every June you know that you got places making LGBT inspired sandwiches uh you know they paint the sidewalks with the flag and you see stores right. supporting it but when it comes to Black History Month, black people don't get the Glossed same treatment. Glossed over. See, I'll even go a step further. Now, on my podcast, as well as this one, I've talked about the main solution that black people need as far as a lot of the police brutality and things is laws passed. I'm pretty sure at this point, you know, I'm no expert at this, but I'm pretty sure at this point, 
you know, same sex marriage is legal for the most part, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So they got that passed. Why haven't black people have gotten any laws passed specifically for them? Right. Specifically for us. We haven't got that yet. So you see, the, we're not a priority. You know, gay people are. You know, that's fine. You know, good for them. But, you know, we should also be a priority, you know, as well. Because just yesterday, they found, uh, or this happened a while ago, but, you know, a black a black man around our age was found hanging from a tree. I heard about that. His department ruled it as a suicide. But then come to find out his hands were tied and, you know, he had bumps and bruises and missing teeth and scars that don't correlate to a suicide. Right. You know what I'm saying? So what is it going to take? So you had gay people complaining and they ended up getting a lot, like they ended up getting same sex being legal, same sex marriage being legal. Right. We ain't anything yet. So he, like I said, Bill Burr, I, you know, I'm not going to say I like him, but he's on to something. He's he definitely is. on something. Here's the thing. So a lot of people black. So he has to come out there and say things like that. (laughs) Exactly. I'm not saying he will understand the black struggle. I'm not saying that, but he has an awareness. I'm sure he's talked to his wife about it. And, you know, his wife has family and he was able to talk to him about this stuff. Comedy is supposed to. This is why I like, like Dave Chappelle, because not only is his jokes funny, but he points to real life issues. That's a problem. And my whole thing is this. People are slandering. Not everybody, but the, a lot of media is, oh, he's a sexist, he's a homophobe. And Dave Chappelle said this in one of the special, is that, you know, he was saying how when he had the Dave Chappelle show, you know, he could say the N-word all the time and talk about black people all the time, but you can't say nothing about the gay people. So I, I my whole problem with comedy is that you can make jokes about black people, but you can't make jokes about women and the LGBT community. Since when was that right? So well, that's been that's been going on since the '90s. If you go on, if you YouTube, a uh, uh, gay person, basically it's like gay person on the uh, comes on the Arsenio Hall show. He went through the same thing, and he was talking about how it's like I can make I make jokes about all these different people, but then I can't make jokes about gay people. Like, what's, what's your problem? He was like, "Yo, I'm black. I'm the biggest minority you know about." You know what I'm saying? Like, you want to talk about how you want, you know, rights for you. Mind you, this is the early 90s. You know, we struggling more than you. So what are you saying? Right. Word to Arsenio Hall. Shout out to Arsenio Hall. Yeah, man. There's a lot of of problems with comedy. And I I love Bill Burr and Dave Chappelle because they're not afraid to speak out about it. And this is Bill Burr's first uh, uh, interaction with SNL because with his kind of comedy... You know, Dave Chappelle could get away with it because he's been big for so long that people are willing to pay him to do that. Bill Burr has been doing it for a while, but he's not on the same celebrity status as Dave Chappelle. So he's not going to get the same treatment. But it's a truth. uh, There's truth behind his comedy. And and I was watching Aerie Spears. He's another comedian who does amazing oppressions. But he, he talked about how, you know, he'll do shows and people, you know, try, try to stab him after the show and they'll heckle him, for not what? heckle, for, for jokes that he make, you know, for making don't, jokes don't go, about. Because this, yeah. is, this, is, this is my thing. I'm like, I wouldn't, I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't think I've ever really been to a comedy show, to be honest with you. But if I went, you're going you're gonna to have to go under the assumption that there are going to be jokes that are made that you might not find funny, jokes that are made that you're going to 
probably find offensive and jokes probably made about you or people like you or your group or whatever. And comedy clubs are supposed to be fun. Exactly. So yeah. Why are people, why are people going? Like, like I said, Oh, I'm going to be offended so I could go and try to beat him up or stab him. People who, who, who go out there for those reasons are just wasting time. Yeah. You got a lot of time on your hands. If you're going somewhere that you knew for a fact, you weren't going to like anyway. If I didn't like Dave Chappelle, why am I going to his show so I can just sit there and pout and be mad? I, I've been to a comedy club. I went last last year with a couple buddies from Long Island, and we went to go see his name was Andrew. I can't remember his, his full name, but everybody knows him. He was on Guy Code, and he has his own show now. Um, it's going to come to me at some point. But I went to the show, and we all know, I, at least in my opinion, everybody should know, if you go to a comedy show, and you sit in the front, you're going to get pointed out. Every comic Max. does it <laughs> That's at what some I'm point. So when you sit in the front, you kind of, I'm not saying you deserve to get heckled, but you're going cool. to get that treatment. And every space was talking about how, you know, throughout the whole set, it was one of the shows he was doing. He was making fun of everybody, fat, black, white, doesn't matter. He was making yeah. jokes. But then this one dude was there with his <laughs> girlfriend, his sister and her girlfriend. Um, and he was making LGBT jokes uh, to his sister and he got upset and it was just like, how's it, how's it right that, you know, he can make fun about everybody else, but only certain people are immune to that treatment. That's my problem with this whole, and Bill Burr talked about cancel culture because people will quit to all Let's get him fired. Let's get let's ban his career, which is not happening because he has millions of followers. So obviously, just because you don't think the jokes is funny, don't mean millions of other people don't think it's funny. But yeah. it goes to show, man. The, they proved this point. He said, as soon as this is over, people are gonna go and complain. And he was talking about white women and cancel culture. And sure enough, on Twitter, I hate to make it a race thing, but a lot of white women were complaining, and everybody was trying to get him canceled. Call them sexist, call them homophobes. But what like what happened to the days of comedy where everybody was on fire? Like everybody was getting crucified. It's like, you know, you can make black jokes, you can call people the N-word, you can, you know, talk about Mexicans, but uh, you can't talk about a gay person. It's like, what's up with the special treatment, man? What like I like I said, it's been like that you know, since, since the nineties and it's only gotten, it's only gotten worse where most comedians would tell you, you know, comedy is not what it, what it used to be. And unfortunately they all have to, you know, make that, make that adjustment, you know, to the way that things are in society right now. I mean, you know, it is what it is. I mean, the last comedy special that I saw was Dave Chappelle's Netflix special that came out what last year. Yeah. And I don't think he really said anything that would be considered unpolitically correct. And maybe that's why, you know? I, I don't, I, I love the LGBT community. I know people in a part of that community. But one of the things I never liked was the fact that they felt like they can compare their struggle to black people. And, you know, before people tune off and, oh, what is he talking about? Let me say this. It's 2020. I'm not saying every black person on our planet Earth is being oppressed. But when you look at our history, people were being enslaved. Women were being raped. We was working on plantations. We, we, we all know the black treatment. 
and I'm not saying LGBT the LGBT community don't have it hard, but it's not the same as being a black person in America. And yep. I hate the fact that they always compare being gay or, or bisexual to being black. But you see, you see this time and time again. They get a lot of special treatment. They get a lot of shows. And I'm not against that. But you see a lot of special treatment that they get. They got a law passed already. Same-sex marriage is legal. I can understand if you guys were complaining about that for years and years and years and you didn't get what you asked for, then then I'd understand. Then maybe you can compare yourselves to the black struggle. Right. But until then... You can't just, 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 there's just no, there's just no rebuttal to that because you guys got what you wanted. You know what I'm saying? I, I, obviously, you know, you have transsexual women, you know, who get, you know, harassed and, and killed, you know, as well, but not to the degree of black people where, like I said, dude got found hanging from a tree and then they just immediately ruled it a suicide. Look at this whole entire year. Lives have been lost, public damage, riots, protesting all this stuff and we got nothing y'all got what y'all asked for already so you have the right to get married and then live happily ever after with whomever you choose of that same sex we right. don't even get the right to live <laughs> for real right in police custody walking down the street we don't make it to the to, to the to the police station we don't get a right to trial we just die we just get killed so i don't want right. to hear anything yeah or, it's you got if you if you're a gay person and you listen to this, you still don't agree. Come on the podcast. Come 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 holler at your boy. Hey, you know you know you know how I do. I'm all about uh, having different opinions. I don't know. Hey, you have, you have the floor to come on here and then state your case. If you're listening to this and you are gay, I support the LGBTQ right. community, but I don't agree. We are a bigger minority than you. We have less support than you do. <laughs> yeah. Period. Period. Hey, let me. And then y'all can talk about Black Lives Matter and all of that, but that's a hijacked movement. It's a socially engineered movement, and it hasn't gotten anywhere. Because if it was a real movement, we would have gotten real results at this point. Yep. Got Joe Biden and Kamala Harris talking about, yeah, our solution to police brutality and police violence against Black people is having the representatives from the NAACP come to the White House for a day and meet with us to talk about what? At right. this point. Right. At this point. So I don't want to hear it. You know, I do want to hear it, so... Come holler at your boy. There was another point I wanted to talk about real quick. So I was on Twitter. Everybody knows Twitter is a very, you know, touchy place to be uh, because there's a lot of sensitive people in there. Everybody feel like their pants have been everybody's butt. I don't even engage on. There was somebody that I wanted to, that I wanted to talk, uh, that I was going to respond to on Twitter. But I was like, you know, it's not even worth it because basically all she said was she was blaming God for the way that things are in this country. She was like, yeah, that's why God sets the world on fire because these governments don't know how to handle the world or something. I was like, just in my head, I was just like, that has nothing to do with God or any higher power. That has everything to do with humans and free will and the flaws and fallacies of the human mind. Right. But I just, I just, did, I just didn't even want to, I just didn't even want to go there because nine times out of 10 people can't even handle a contrary opinion. So I'm like... <laughs> I'm not even gonna bother. Ain't that the truth? So let me let me get to this real quick. So I was scrolling on Twitter one night and I came across this little tweet. So someone was saying that so Glow, the Netflix show, um, after it was canceled, uh, they found out they did a quick analysis of 23 shows that Netflix has canceled so far. 
And the whole premise was the fact that they were trying to target Netflix and get them canceled for this. So out of 23 shows, about, I would say, more than half featured a queer person or a female lead. Uh, Honestly, no, I would say probably out of the 23, about 17 of them had queer or female representation in the show. And they got canceled. And they were trying to say, oh, Netflix is homophobic, transphobic, they hate women. And no, yeah, it's a reach. And I, I, I tweeted yeah. somebody about this. I tweeted the person who wrote this and I said, look, Netflix is a business. Anybody who's an actor who's been on our shows know it's a, it's a huge opportunity. Netflix panders to the LGBT community and, and you know, certain, uh, you know, Things that's going on. I understand that. Wow. They do panda to them. But here's the thing. They gave you those shows and nobody watches them. So of course they're going to get canceled. You know, it, it, so you telling me, okay, um, Luke Cage got canceled because he because was a black, black. man. Yeah, like, it, it, again, it goes down to what do you want? What do y'all want? Like, y'all can't have special treatment everywhere. Like, if you really wanted these shows to really thrive, then watch them. Half of the people that was co- complaining about them being canceled only watched like watch. one of these shows. So it's like, what are you the complaining outrage about? Outrage don't even match the support. Like, y'all just hear about it, but then yet, you know, like I said, like you said, y'all not even supporting the shows. Like, you don't even watch it. So what are you complaining about? Like, you didn't even care. You probably wouldn't even know it was on, it was a show on Netflix until you find out that it got canceled. Asshole. Yeah, it, it, this whole That's, this is why I can't this is why I don't engage people because <laughs> like really everything is homophobic, everything is a phobia. First of all, a phobia means a fear. So Netflix doesn't have a fear of queer people and females if they have about 19 shows dedicated to them. And it's like this: if you want these th- shows to thrive, if you want more representation then you have to support these shows. Look at Orange is the New Black. That show was female-driven, had many different sexual orientations in that show. And it did mad seasons. It had way more views than most Netflix shows did. And they didn't get canceled till maybe like the fifth or sixth season. I could be wrong about that. But it took them all quite a few seasons. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't pick and choose your battery. You can't say... Oh, you know, Orange New Black is really good. And then when, you know, these other shows get canceled, oh, Netflix hate uh, queer people and they hate females. It's like, really? Maybe the show sucked. Maybe people weren't watching them. And- yeah, it's nothing personal. Like, that's it's just what it is. If a show, because I'm pretty sure most, most networks, if they had their way, they would keep these shows. But you got to understand, yeah, if the show's not doing well, they can't keep the show. So it might get canceled after a season or two seasons. Or whatever, it ain't nothing personal. Like what they, what the network got against them, they were the ones who brought the show on the network. If it's not doing well, they're not gonna keep putting money into something when the viewership ain't up there. Right. That's a fact. You know, it's just, it's just what it's just what it is. That's like uh, like what was it? I saw a video and it was about a lot of the black sitcoms that were on UPN. I don't know if you remember that that that. Uh, I that don't. Movie. You know, you never heard of UPN Nine before. What the, what I'm not 30 years old. I don't know. About that ain't got nothing to do with being 30 years old. That's just if you heard this yes or no question. You ain't heard. Nah, ain't heard I never it. heard about it. Well, basically, that's um. So a lot of the shows that they just put on Netflix, like um, One on One, Girlfriends. Oh, okay, I know those shows. Yeah. yeah so all those shows, 
a lot of them came from UPN nine. And that was a, that was a network that, you know, at night they would have a lot of black, you know, programming, you know what I'm saying? Right. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing after a while, you know, in comparison to let's say shows like friends and, uh, you know, like white sitcoms, like a Seinfeld and all their competitors, basically there weren't new well. And then UPN nine wasn't thriving anymore. It's not like, and, and they ended up merging with WB 11. So the CW network is actually WB and UPN nine in one. And oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I, I learned all that from the, from the, uh, the YouTube video and yeah, they couldn't keep, it's not personal. It's not like, Oh, they're racist or anything because they didn't keep a lot of the black programming. It's just that, Hey, if it's just not doing the numbers that they want them to do, it is what it's Hollywood. Get rid of them. But it's mind Hollywood. you, but mind you now seeing that a lot of people want like, so let's say notice how, and in a lot of these networks and like even movie studios, they keep their ear to the internet. Like they know they do, like, yeah. what people are clamoring for or not. I'm pretty sure like the the new Spider-Man that's going to come out next year or the year after that, it's a it's a multiverse movie. So meaning apparently it's going to involve Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in some way, shape or form. You know why? Because of the amount of people that want to see Tobey Maguire come back. Exactly. So when they go on these YouTube videos and they see millions and millions of views just of Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield having something to do with the MCU, they're going to bring them back. Yeah. So let's say they see the amount of viewership and, and numbers that these older sitcoms are doing on Netflix, they might revive these shows. So that's how it is. You got if you don't support the show, then what you what you expect them to do? Right. Yeah, yeah. it's like you know, yeah, you cake you need it too. Like, <laughs> and, and that's the issue. People talk about uh, Marvel, how you know they have a bunch of white men as leads and they do well. Well, when you look at how much money they pull in, there's a reason why. They make $1.52 billion because everybody wants to watch it. It's all about popularity. And this has nothing to do with your sexual orientation or gender. Is Hollywood is basically what sells. Like there was at one point when I was doing auditions, a lot of the auditions I would do were only open to a certain sexual orientation. That wasn't mine. So it was either lesbian, uh, queer, uh, gay, I had no problem with that. It is, you know, I, I, I appreciate diversity. And I say, go ahead, go do what you got to do. Go make your money. Go go take advantage of the opportunity. But, you know, when when there's not a role for them, is everybody wants to complain. I think we live in a society where everything has to be about victimhood. I think that's really comes down to it because yeah. everything... Culture. Every, everything is a problem. Everything is it's a conspiracy theory against them. And it's like, look, if you feel like you're... If your whole existence is being some type of sexual orientation, then I mean, look, how are we gonna as a society, how are we gonna move forward if everything that you fight for you're pushing back against? You know what I'm saying? It's just like, you know, I've met and I don't want to make this just about the LGBT community, uh, because I'm gonna touch on other communities as well, but I've met gay people who you know, who was, I mean, straight out the closet. And I don't mean that in an offensive way. I mean, just full blown. Everybody who knew who they were, but they didn't have to project that to everybody. They didn't have to make a fashion statement about it. You know, they went about their day. They was a normal uh, taxpaying citizen. And, you know, you know what they were into, but it didn't stop them from living life. And then you have some people whose sole mission is that I'm so 
you know, gay or so queer that everybody has to know about it. And if I don't get opportunities, you're homophobic. And it's the same thing. And I, I like I said, this is an open podcast. This is not about one person. This is black. Some black people do this. Every opportunity that comes their way, they don't get all oh, it's because I'm black. The whole the white man's hold me down. It's like, when yeah. are we going to move away from the victimhood? You know, it's time to put that to the past. We're not. You know? This is we live in a victim culture society because people want to come up off of that. I think I, I think we talked about, you know, briefly before where, you know, you look at, you know, some artist careers like Megan Thee Stallion, for instance, look at how much people got behind her after what happened to her a couple of you know days ago. Not to say that she went out of her way to be a victim or anything like that, but you see what I'm saying? So they all hate Tory Lanez now, but everybody loves Megan Thee Stallion a lot more than they did now, where I think she was on Saturday Night Live like last week. And they were like, oh, she had a powerful message with her performance or a powerful performance. And I'm like, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know you could have a powerful performance of WAP. <laughs> I, I'm not even, yo. I'm not, I'm just, I'm speechless. <laughs> Y'all, I'm not going to lie. I watched a video where a couple of female MCs were talking about how WAP was a women empowerment song. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm not here to play devil's acid, but if you think WAP is some type of <laughs> national female empowerment song, then I don't know what's wrong with you. I, Jesse Smollett. That was the same thing. So he was he was one of the people that got caught. See, yeah. This, that instance, he got caught. He was just trying to capitalize off of that. So that just goes to show that what I'm saying is an actual thing. But his, his name is Jesse Smellett. Smollett. No, Smellett. Because he's smelling like bullshit. I, you know, but, but here's another thing I want to talk about. And I know this is going to get people all riled up. Um, has been the difference of the WNBA and the NBA. I know everybody wants to, I want to talk about that because a lot of female basketball players for the WNBA has came out and criticized the NBA for paying men way more than they do. And let's go back to what you was talking about, about watching and demand, you know? So here's the thing. Is WNBA good? Absolutely not. Um, is <laughs> yo, have you watched your WNBA game? Nah. Why, <laughs> yo, why am I watching a whole bunch of girls just <laughs> doing layups? <laughs> yo, you being sexist, man. You you wild. Yo, yo I, I I've never seen that one WNBA player ever like dunk ever in life. No. They be tall as me, and nah. the first thing they do is go lay up and miss. No, nah, I might, I might even go to front. Like it just looked like a scrimmage. Like it looked like open gym. <laughs> oh no! <nah. laughs> yo, yo, I, he said, it "Looks like a scrimmage." Yo. Yo, I don't know this man. I don't support this man. I have no idea who this man is. Now, don't hate me. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, the, I'm just the voice of the untalented. You know that's. Oh my god. Nah, but yeah, I'm just saying, yo. Like, I, I didn't even know like where it comes on TV at what time. Like, 
I don't know nothing. But you, but this is this is the thing. Like, all right, I can understand that, but they're going to pay you based off of how well the shit is doing. So, you know what I'm saying? So if if let's say their viewership is in the tens of thousands, they're they're gonna pay you accordingly. Right. Especially with the way things are right now. I mean, obviously, I don't know if yeah, yeah, the the, the WM the NBA is pretty much just one entity. They're just a sector of that. Yeah, the the NBA funds the WNBA. Yeah, so I mean, they're just they're still getting paid six figures. Like it's not like they're not getting paid, you know, well, they want to get paid M's. Well, all right. They want to get paid like Steph Curry and LeBron James. Well, get that sort of viewership and then you'll get that kind of money. So women so the women got to activate so the way that men are into nba then women need to get into the WNBA. there's more women on this earth than men right so Yo, bro I'm, I'm gonna be honest i've talked to a bunch of women because i went to d1 college and we had basketball we had a d1 men's team and a d1 women's team and yo i i'm not even trying to be sexist here but the men's games packed to the roof Everybody in the community was driving over there. Tickets were out the door. It was packed. And then you go to a women's game. And let's just say Bridges. it's looking like a Biden's uh, a Biden's uh, rally. There's not many people there. I mean, you could sit on a court if you want. That's how empty it is. And I'm not trying to be a sexist person nah, by saying I mean, that. It's, it's, but it's, it's true. It's just the facts. Like they just, don't, they just don't have the support. I'm pretty sure if if... If let's say, you know, WNBA games look like even, you know, college basketball, because college basketball got big viewership. Yeah. People, you know what I'm saying? March Madness, right? Yeah. I don't watch college basketball, but, you know, a lot of people are, are into that. If it was the same, I'm pretty sure they would pay y'all accordingly. They're only going to get paid as much as the, the the league of the WNBA generates. So if it's generating a certain amount, you know what I mean? They can't pay you money that they don't have. Well, you know what the, they do have is going to go to the NBA. I mean, clearly. But you it, know what the crazy and I, I was talking, you know, and like I was saying before, I've talked to women about this because I want to get their opinion. And almost every girl I've talked to said they don't watch the NBA, uh, WNBA, because it's boring. It's not the same as watching like a LeBron James do a freaking flying dunk from the the free throw line. Saying. It's just not, so, it's not the same. But here's the thing about the WNBA. So the WNBA, in terms of capital, they get paid. They get paid much more than NBA. So I I'm, I can't remember the exact estimate, but the NBA players only get about eighteen percent of the revenue, whereas WNBA players get about forty five percent of the revenue. And so they get a bigger share. Of they what? do get a big yeah. They get a bigger share. So then there you but go. But the problem is people aren't watching it. And you can't demand that you get Steph Curry numbers if only 10 people are watching it. And this is a this is a the thing, you know. I understand everybody wants to get paid the same, and you know, there's a wage you got. Uh, but here's the thing: it's called supply and demand. When Steph Curry comes out, people want to see Steph Curry. And yeah. I'm not even just talking about Steph Curry, you could be talking about let's say, you know, who's a like let's say Jeremy Lin, for instance. He may not be at the height as, as the height of his peak as he was like like 2012, but people still come and pay to see him. People still buy his jerseys. People still come see his games. Yeah. People still support him. 
WNBA players don't have that spot. I've never seen anybody wear a WNBA shirt ever in my life, regardless your gender. I've never seen it. I don't see it on social media. And, and that's the thing. If you want to get paid like Steph Curry and LeBron, or even just as a very minimal name in the NBA, you have to get people to watch it. And this goes to the Netflix shows. If you want people to support that, you have to watch it. You can't just demand that you get paid more when you're not even raking in the numbers. Yeah. Uh, NBA games average like 15 million a game. WN, WNBA players average like a hundred thousand a game. So, so there you go. I mean, there's not, there's really nothing to complain, complain about because it's, it's really numbers and it's business at the end of the day, they got a problem with it. Then try to get, you know, more people involved, but again, people don't want to just watch layups and that's it. Because the, the thing with the NBA is the NBA has got a lot more elaborate history. You know what I'm saying? Like even, you know, when you watch first take, they're not talking about the WNBA when, on first take because no no I'm I'm not, I'm I might be funny but nobody cares yeah yeah Who, who's like when you when you think of that's what you think of Kareem Abdul Jabbar you think of you know Wilt Chamberlain you think of freaking Magic Johnson Kobe Bryant Michael Jordan freaking Larry Bird Allen Iverson freaking Tracy McGrady Shaq all of them Vince Carter yeah there's like a whole backstory it's, it's a dynasty WNBA doesn't have that you can't name me one NBA player. If someone can, I'll donate every money, all the money I make from this episode. Well, I'll do that regardless. But that's, yeah. that's the thing. I can't, I can't think of anybody. It's just what it is. And the thing is, these w, WNBA players, they make a decent living. It's not like they're making, you know, they're, they're making fifteen dollars an hour. Like y'all yeah. making, y'all making five figures every time. You know, you, you probably get your check is probably I'm like I said, I'm pretty sure it's like twenty thousand between twenty, fifty thousand, probably more than that, maybe six figures. You know, I, I have no idea. But whatever, like that's that's rich people problems, you know what I'm saying? Or upper middle class problems, or you know what I mean, whatever. Like I don't I don't care about that. Like to me, that's not priority because like something like let's say, you know, Chadwick Bozeman donating or or giving sharing some of his uh you know salary or his pay from for yeah cool star yeah I remember yeah yeah something something like that like I can understand why you know because what would make my role any more significant like I can understand if I'm the lead role and everything like that but if the gap between if I'm getting paid twenty million dollars and she's getting paid a hundred thousand dollars for a significant for a decent role then there's a bit of a problem right that's that's not right you know obviously and you know rest in peace Chadwick Boseman but he was a real man for that, yeah. But that, that's what that's what I'm saying. So things like that, you know, obviously are, you know, an issue, and that's a bit more com- complicated and complex than WNBA. WNBA is cut and dry. You guys don't generate that much money, so they have to pay you guys accordingly. You guys make more money. You guys have more revenue. You'll get paid more. That's right. It. Yeah, and and it's not, it's not like 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 you were saying earlier. It's not always an attack on women or that the, the NBA looks at y'all less. It's just, it's not the case. It's just, you guys just don't generate the money and the promotion is not there clearly. Cause you don't see any commercials. You don't hear about, you know, WNBA, you know, women's shoes. They don't talk about them on first tick and you guys don't have any significant legendary players that change the game. Right. Yeah. So, it, you know, I mean, it's no knock to the, like I said, women, because, you know, I mean, there's a lot of pretty women that, that that are in the, you know, that play basketball, but it's just what it is. Yeah, it's... Nothing you can do about it. 
I'm not going to get to the whole women pay and wage you got thing because that we could talk about that forever. And I'm not saying I'm not against that, but when it comes to this specific thing, or sports in general is all about what you bring in. And that's the problem. You can't just be paying somebody just because of their their gender or race or and I, I took the liberty. I actually watched one of these Netflix shows. Um and I watched it. And I found myself after 20 minutes, like, what is this show about? Now I know some shows it takes a while for them to really develop the plot. I get it. That's why I don't watch Netflix. No, nah, I like Netflix. Yeah, I, I mean, I like Netflix, but here was, here was my thing, and I'm not saying this is true for every show, but it felt like the only thing about the show was that there was a queer person who was getting bullied. And it's like, okay, I understand that, but there's no substance to it. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing to grab me to watch it. I don't care what sexual orientation you come from. I don't care if you're chocolate, blue, black. It doesn't matter. If the show's good, I'll watch it. The show was not good at all. And I watched Glow too. Glow was a, was a pretty good show. But people aren't just drawn to it. You can't just slap a, a face on there and say, you know, this is for the LGBT community or the black community and expect people to just go in droves and watch it. Because clearly people aren't watching these shows. And Everything is not a phobic thing. Everything is not an attack against you and your and who you are as a person. It's business. It's just straight up business. Really? Is this what we're doing? It's just yeah. like at one point do we move forward? Because like I've said this time and time again, you can't move forward if you don't fix the 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 foundation of it. You can't build the building if the foundation is fixed. You can't preach about, you know, how you want more diversity and stuff. And then, you know, when you get diversity, you don't support it. Of course. So of course they're going to go back to the normal formula. They know what formula works and they'll expand and try it. But if you don't support it, they're not going to watch it. Nobody wants to watch it. Nobody's going to keep it on air. And it's not just because you're, you know, you're part of a community. It's just the money, the yeah. money. You know, if that was the case, Orange New Black wouldn't have survived as long as it did. So I don't know, man. I think we just live in a culture of very, every, a lot of people want to be victims for everything. And it's like, how can you live life like that? Like, I just don't understand it. Like the whole existence is to be miserable. Like, because you know, decide you get it, you get a pat on the back for being a victim. So I don't get it though. Like, I'm a black man. Well, good looking, tall glass of what a black man, I should say. But you know, me and you, we're, we're in the business. And you know, when I do I like when I do voiceovers, I do commercial audition or whatever, and I'm doing, you know, auditions for big companies, I don't go in there saying, Oh, they're not gonna cast me because I'm black. No, it's just if I'm good for the role, I'm good for the role. If, if I'm not good for the role, I'm not going to get it. It is what it is. That's how the business operates. But this is not 1940s. This is not a whole segregation period. Is there racist people in this world? Is there homophobic people in the world? Funny. Absolutely. But everything isn't that cut and dry. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, it's all about the money. It's all about if you fit a certain criteria. You know what yep. I'm saying? So comedy is subjective. You know, not everybody's gonna like Dave Chappelle. I understand it. 
comedy is very subjective to your taste. Everything isn't for everybody. I mean, people have to understand that. Like, it's just what it is. Like, yeah, but just because you didn't like it, don't mean you know he, anything wrong with it. You just didn't like it. That's it. Yeah, it's like look, Bill Burr. I'm gonna just wrap this up because this wasn't. This is not gonna be a long one. You know, I want to put people in a coma, but. The whole thing with Bill Burr was the fact that it wasn't sexist, it wasn't homophobic, it wasn't an attack on gay people or women. It was the truth. A lot of people feel this way. But again, free speech, especially in comedy, is very limited. You got comedians getting jailed for stuff they say on on stage. You got comedians getting uh, banned from uh, comedy clubs and stuff for whatever they say. And do some comics maybe say things that hit a little too close to home? Most likely. I'm sure there's a few of them that push the edge. But it's comedy. It's comedy. If you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. It's like, if you don't like peas, are you going to put peas in your plate and force yourself to eat it? No. Right, so, yeah. I... This is, the, this is just the world we live in. And I honestly, I'm Complain, glad... Bill, complainers. Yeah, I'm glad Bill Burr came up there and did that because I feel like we need to take back comedy. Comedy has been watered down to pop tart jokes and dad jokes. Nobody wants to see that. I don't want to. I don't care about how you was playing football with your son in the backyard on a Sunday and you tripped and broke your ankle. Like, yeah, yeah, okay, that was funny. Next, you know, I want I want some social awareness. I want to laugh. I want to have a good time. I want people to get roasted for the skin color. I want people to get roasted for how big they are. I don't care. It's it's fun. It is, it's what it is. We're here for good time, not a long time. Personal. We're here for good time, not a long time. And speaking of that, I got to call Scarlett Johansson back because she's been begging me to call her. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, man, that, this is a nice love the Avengers. No, I don't love the Avengers. The Avengers love me. You know, when you look at this hair, come on, man. I mean, I can't help it. You know, I'm just a tall glass of chocolate. Scarlett Johansson has her moments. You said what? She's got her moments. I said Scarlett Johansson has her moments. What do you mean, like, the sex appeal moments? Yeah, where she looks pretty. But freaking, I hated her in Civil War. So, yeah, no, that's why I'm saying that. (laughs) You did? I didn't. I didn't like her in Civil War at all. No. Honestly, man, I'm probably gonna just speak on the behalf of the most male population, and I'm sure some of the women population. Well, I hated her character. Put it like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you remember because right, right before yeah. T'Challa was about to was about to catch Cap and uh, Captain America and Bucky, she she betrayed him. It was like, oh, I told you I was gonna lead you to them, but not that I was gonna help you cast them. And I was like, bitch. You see that the white women. Trading on the black man. You see yeah. that for two white Oh, my God. I don't trust her. <laughs> yo, I'm probably, yo, we probably going to get so much hate for this. But I'm, 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 I'm a troll. I just like to troll people. That's my sole existence, you know. But, yeah, let's wrap this up. Let's keep this short. Nobody wants to hear where they can find your channel, Dimitri. Nobody cares. You know, people Cap. only want to care about. Cap. The Mohawk wonder himself, the charismatic Cap. enigma. Yeah. I'm Mr. Captain Crunch. Where, where people can find you, fool. And uh, Mr. DJ Dash MDJ on YouTube. I got podcasts with this fool on there. 
gaming content, analysis videos, and reactions, and a lot of good stuff. So come check your brother out. And now that Wakanda's vacated for the time being, I think I'm gonna take the throne. I think um, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna come take uh, Chadwick Boseman's spot and show people what this hair can do. And with that, the chocolate is out. It's midnight, and uh, the dark night rises. So. Thank you for tuning to another episode. Uh, real quick, if you want to support this podcast, you can just go to anchor.com slash the Prince of Fresh Air on our homepage. You can support this channel. Uh, I, I'll take PayPal donations up to $5,000. I don't discriminate. Um, the lowest I'll go is $1,000. Um, but, and also send voice messages if you want to be on the show, uh, have your voice be featured. Or you want to rename uh, uh, name anonymous? Let me know. I'm like I said, this is all about starting That'd a conversation. And with that, let me call Scarlett Johansson because she's calling me right now. I got to Facetime her, talk some business, wink, wink. And like I always say, a helping hand is a better hand. Thank you, Dimitri. Peace.